The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. This is, I think, one of the most distressing stories I've heard in quite a while. The story of Tony Dempsey, a murdered man who lay dead for more than a week in a bedroom of a Dublin city flat, as many other people seem to have been coming and going and just leaving him there. Conor Lally, Irish Times crime and security editor. There's also a very disturbing backstory about Tony Dempsey's young life and how he came to a life of crime. But tell us first, please, about what is after happening in this Dublin city flat where his body was found. Well, essentially, Matt, I mean, as you said in your intro there, um, this man, Tony Dempsey, 28-year-old man from Inchicore, he'd been really in and out of jail, you know, for the majority of his adult life. Um, He had substance abuse issues himself. Um, But what appears to have happened here um, at the Kevin Barry House uh, Flats Complex on Coleraine Street, um, a tenant was placed in this uh, flat about a year and a half ago by the Peter McFerry Trust, which basically helps people who are, you know, homeless um, to get housing. Now, this tenant was placed there. It appears that the tenancy went well at the beginning. Um, I'm sorry, Connor, this tenant was a middle-aged woman, I believe, was it? This tenant was a person, yeah, and she was previously homeless herself. Um, so she eventually got this flat, as I say, uh, just over a year and a half ago. The tenancy appeared to go well in, in the early stages. But then she appears to have lost control um, around, you know, who was accessing the flat. So she would have known a lot of people who were on the streets, people who were, you know, drug users, homeless and that. And a lot of these people were calling to her property and she really lost control of, you know, who was calling, who was uh, gaining entry to the flat and also what times they were calling at. There were all kinds of, you know, people um, coming and going really in the early hours of the morning and so on. Um, So what appears to have happened is is that in recent times the flat turned into a kind of a you know drop-in place that um you know people who wanted to drink alcohol there or take drugs there appeared to you know call in at any time now in the chaos of all of this this particular man tony dempsey um was assaulted we believe in the flat and he died inside the property um, and we believe he died over a week ago and as you said in uh, your intro his remains lay undiscovered in the flat for over a week now what we don't know is whether the people who were you know coming out uh, going in and out of the flat during that week or or 10-day period were aware that there was a person dead on the premises. But having said that, um, staff from the Peter McFerry Trust were in the flat as recently as last weekend. We understand they went into the property, you know, and came back out again, obviously, and they were, you know, completely unaware that there was a person dead inside the flat. Um, so it is possible Sorry, people just, who despite are... the fact, despite the fact that, and this is a terrible thing to have to discuss, but the body yeah. was decomposing, and if there's a body decomposing in a small flat, you would expect that people in the other rooms would become aware of that. You really would. And our information is that people in the flats upstairs and in the flats, you know, in other flats close by were aware of an odour, um, you know, coming from the area. They didn't really know what it was or where it was coming from. Um, so, 
the fact that the people who were inside this flat where Tony Dempsey was found dead appear to have been unaware, at least some of them were unaware that he was dead in the property. Um, that particular aspect of it is just unexplained. Um, but as I say, chaos appears to have taken hold in this particular flat. People, you know, coming and going, taking drugs and uh, partying. Um, and certainly local people were complaining of, you know, callers at all hours. So in the chaos of it all, this poor man was killed and he, you know, his uh, remains lay there for over a week. And the reports as well, Connor, suggest that he had received a dreadful beating, uh, such serious head injuries that he had to be identified by use of DNA testing and dental records. Yeah, he certainly was violently assaulted um, and he died from his head injuries. Now, one of the complicating factors um, around trying to identify a person after they've been assaulted, and particularly after their uh, remains haven't been found straight away, is that his remains would have decomposed inside what would probably be a fairly warm property. So unfortunately that process was well underway before the alarm was raised and this would be why um, they would have to use things like uh, dental records and and, um, DNA to try and confirm who he was. So at the moment the guards are trying to pinpoint exactly when he died. They're speaking to people who are, you know, uh, friends of his. They're trying to find out, you know, when he was last on a phone, when he was last in contact with people. And as they zone that down and they can try and establish when he went into the flat, they can then get, you know, uh, things like CCTV that were, that was uh, recorded in the general area. And that should pick up who else was in the area, hopefully who else was going in and out of the flat at that particular time. Because obviously the people who were there when he, he was assaulted, they're the key people in the case now uh, for, for on Gardaí Ghana. He was 28, Tony Dempsey. Tell us about his life, because it seems that he did turn to a life of crime after an exceptionally difficult and troubled childhood. Yeah, there was certainly evidence um, during a recent court case or uh, during a court case about three or four years ago that he had had a, that he, you know, had had a very tough childhood. Um, he, as I said, he was in and out of uh, jail, um, you know, really all of his adult life. He had substance abuse problems as well. While he wasn't a client of the Peter McVeary organisation, um, they were certainly aware of him. So he was really part of a cohort, I suppose, of, you know, what we might call street people, you know, hanging around, taking drugs and that kind of thing. Um, but he I suppose, Connor, it, it goes back to his childhood, doesn't it? I mean, there's been reports that he was placed in care up to 10 times during his childhood, that his father had been in prison for a lot of the period as well. Yeah, I mean, he certainly came from that background of uh, chaos, all right. He he had been in and out of care. He had lived in a lot of, um, you know, locations as well. So he seemed to have been, you know, passed around uh, within the care system, had a very troubled childhood in, in that sense. And then the minute he got a bit older, you know, he got involved in street crime, things like theft, drug taking, that kind of thing, and then ended up in and out of jail, um, you know, quite a few times as an adult. So he was a person who was really on the margins from the time that he was a very young child. And I suppose the manner he was killed and the way his uh, uh, remains lay in this flat for certainly at least a week and, and possibly more, you know, you could say it was really a, you know, a very sad and troubled end to a very chaotic life for him. 
Connor, you said that the person who had the occupancy of this flat, courtesy of the Peter McVeary Trust, had lost control of it. But is there also a possibility that the Peter McVeary Trust itself has lost control of this particular uh, apartment? Well, what they said, they issued a statement on this case actually yesterday, and they said that the vast majority of tenants, well over 80% of the tenants that they place in these properties, and it's a scheme that they run um, with... The, uh, the city council they basically get you know council properties from the council and they place very vulnerable people to try and get them off the streets to try and you know um, you know take them off drugs and that kind of thing now what they say is the vast majority of uh, tenancies that they run work very well but about 14% of the people that they place in these uh, kind of arrangements their tenancies fall apart for you know uh, various uh, reasons and they say that this is one of the particular tenancies that obviously began to fall apart. It appears the person who was placed in the flat, you know, she kept in contact with people that she knew from the streets and it, it certainly appears that she was, you know, preyed upon by some of those people who took advantage of her. And gradually as that happened, other people effectively took over control of her flat from her. Um, and that is really, uh, you know, that's what appears to have happened here. And that's why there was lots of people coming and going from the property. And we believe that... Uh, uh, Tony Dempsey was obviously one of, of those people as well. He was in and out of that flat and he was obviously killed there in an in and sold about 10 days ago. Dreadful story. Conor Lally from the Irish Times, thank you very much for joining us here on The Last Word at Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.